Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA. Here's your host, Vu Gwyn, and the Insider Crew. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to episode 85. We are here at PCA's national headquarters. Around the table is quite intimate. It's just Manny and I today. Uh, but we do have Damon Lowney on the line. He's calling in from the house. Uh, he's been on the road for quite a bit here, and so it's just a little bit easier to uh, patch him in through uh, Skype. Uh, and, of course, thank you very much to Robert Forsyth, who's behind the scenes making all this uh, come together. Um let me say, can I just start off with a big thank you for so many people that commented on episode 84, which was the first episode where I've been back since my uh, little medical episode. And again, um, I think the 84 was very special for me because not because it's about me, but hopefully I'm affecting a lot of you that are listening and have been putting off that, uh, that annual uh, checkup or uh, you haven't been feeling well and you've you know, you decide to make an appointment. I've got at least, you know, a dozen people that have told me, yeah, I'm going to get checked out. So, um, yeah, uh, episode 84, if you haven't listened to it, it's pretty special to me and I hope it, it, uh, it saves some lives. Yeah. You never know. I mean, uh, my wife learned, uh, she didn't think she knew CPR until she had to use it uh -huh. and, uh, evidently watching it on TV is how she learned it. And that just came back to her. So, yeah. You never know, this might, uh, might save someone's life. We, we love all of you, and we want you to stick around for a long time, so do what it takes and uh, get checked out if you're not feeling well. Uh, I do have a quick update about um, a very interesting story that uh, happened at Rensport Reunion, and that's the story of the missing stamp. Uh, yes, the, the <laughs> one that appeared uh, on eBay uh, during the event, I think. Yeah, it was during the event that it appeared on eBay. I mean, someone decided... To steal it, let's just call it what it is. Yeah, I mean, steal uh, it and um, it wasn't gifted. We 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 check with Porsche. Porsche actually checked with us. Yeah, uh, and uh, and we've been tracking it uh, on eBay. They threw it on eBay of all things, and uh, it went to about almost sixteen hundred dollars for this little stamp that probably costs fifty bucks at most to make. Um, but I like how the story ends because I. Honestly, it just kind of disgusts me when people just steal stuff. And to be bold enough to just throw it on eBay and try to be profit off of it, that makes it even worse. And we've got word that um, they might be in for a little interesting ride. The Porsche may be going after it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I would. My my my, well, my thoughts is... As soon as, my, they, uh, as soon as they report it stolen to the state of California, then they have to start an investigation. Yeah. And that's pretty easy to look in eBay and contact eBay. Um and, you know, my I, my wife works, I guess, partially in law enforcement, and uh, these companies like eBay, Instagram, mm -hmm. they are more than happy to hand over all the information they have, contact info of anyone who uh, the police ask about. Yeah, and you know, I think I said it before, but if someone stole my property and I saw it on eBay, I would bid on it just to find, <laughs> and I would I would bid on it and I would win it, and that way you have to have the details of who sold it to you, right? And then you go after them. Like, that's what I would do. I always wonder uh, if these little air tags are going to get so small you can put them on things. And because uh, we've had signs stolen at parade during the event. Mm. And we, there's one uh, one parade, you remember the uh, the couple got a phone call, not a phone call, the security actually followed them back to the hotel room mm -hmm. and uh, contacted, I think, uh, PCA management to see if they wanted to press charges, which. Fortunately, they didn't. They just got a scare. Yeah, and we but, just wanted the property back. Yeah, in this day and age of cameras everywhere, yeah, I'm surprised that someone would steal something like this. And what what did you say about criminals again? I for, you always say. Well, my father-in-law was a retired police officer, and he would always say that people give too much credit uh, to criminals that they're not that smart. That's why they're <laughs> criminals. Yeah. All right. So uh, last week was also uh, not only being back here. Uh, at the office, but uh, I, I hopped on my first flight with Ma uh, Manny and Melanie. We headed out to San Diego to do a site visit at HRE for Unstock. And um, for those of you that are coming for Unstock, you, know, you have a car in the show. We have a great event in store for you. Before that, I think 
you have to relive my my master move on the airplane. Oh, and how we got ourselves a free seat between us. I will totally give you time for that because, uh, as you know, our airline of choice here at PCA, uh, because we are stewards of the club's because money. Our local airport is eighty percent Southwest. Yes, it's, so, uh, it's, so the luxurious Southwest, and if you're familiar with boarding on Southwest, it's by group. And uh, uh, lately. Planes have been, you know, filled to 100% capacity. Now, if you're lucky, you'll get exit row because you get on first. And unfortunately, we did not, but we did get and this a row. Was an old plane. It was, was an, an old, old seven. It was the kind that only had one good exit row. Yeah. with the extended uh, leg room. So I dive in for the uh, the window, and uh, Manny takes the aisle. Not uh, the exit row. We got the seat. Yeah, behind we got the seat. The seat. row behind it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there was a middle seat available. Melanie doesn't want to sit with us for some reason. She's she well, right in the middle. She <laughs> needs her window. He needs her window. And so anyways, there we never know who's going to be sitting in the middle. We wonder if it's going to be a small person or a big person. <laughs> but um, there was a... Uh, and, it, and you can't like motion to like very thin people like hey come sit with me especially <laughs> women because it's gonna look really creepy so you're kind of like creepy. you're kind of like frozen <laughs> hoping that you get someone uh, uh like a gymnast to uh, sit in the middle so the 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 flight attendant uh was in the exit row blocking one of the seats and a couple comes and says oh there's uh, actually two seats available on exit row and so they um they want no, no, to they take, were behind us they were behind us but they, they wanted were. to take that those seats but what an exit row Extra oh, row, that's right. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah, is row behind us now. The row behind us, correct, yeah. correct. And uh, so, anyways, uh, the the gentleman can't sit in the seat that he wants, and so Manny, because the flight attendant, has says, "I have to stand here until they finish boarding." And Manny makes the chest move, and I got to give it to him. <laughs> He's he he turns around nonchalantly, and says, "Hey, why don't you sit down in our middle seat until everyone boards?" And so, sure enough, he sits there, and everybody gets loaded, loaded in. And everyone's asking the flight attendant, can I sit there where you're standing? And she says, no, and points to, to uh, our new friend, saying, he's sitting here. Yep. And everybody sits down, and the door's about to close. One empty seat, the whole plane. <laughs> One empty seat. And he, you know, she gets out of his seat. He moves into her. The seat that thanks me for being so nice to let him sit in the middle <laughs> so you didn't have to walk in the back of the plane to wait and we pretty much had a luxurious <laughs> aisle to ourselves so well played well played i got to give you that yeah, so especially when you're going uh cross country yeah for five yeah. and a half hours all right so back to hre uh vista california unstock um we will be there november 12th which is a sunday <laughs> yes <laughs> i didn't write him write it down um but anyways uh the, the facility is phenomenal. It's, it's huge. huge. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we will be parking some cars inside that will be next to some really cool machinery and makes for a very Instagram-worthy backdrop. And uh, I think we've also... Have we sold out yet on, on display cars or just about sold out? I think out? after we did the walkthrough, we were able to add some more cars. So we were sold out, but then we opened up about, I think, 20 more spots. Okay. Of which we probably will be sold out uh, maybe by the time this podcast comes out. If not, check it. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll have a wait list, obviously. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be incredible. Um, yeah. Because it's a uh, obviously it's a working factory. It's not a showroom, and they're going to have machines running. You know, we mm -hmm. told them don't don't stop the uh, manufacturing yeah. because of us. So uh, I think it'll be cool for uh, entrants to be able to see uh, how these wheels are made, and just the pictures alone in such an industrial setting with these really tall racks. Uh, you know, it's obviously an industrial warehouse, so they have very tall ceilings, and they're making the wheels and running the machines. It's uh, yeah, and you'll be able to walk through at your leisure. They their staff will act like docents in the different areas, and you'll see from raw aluminum pieces uh, like pie plates and how they get uh, milled and sent through. The production is really cool. Uh, lots of space for parking. Not only parking for our um our display cars but do we want to talk about the extra parking that we're, we're setting aside sure go ahead yeah. you, you well, tell so, insider think, tip here well the, the past two times uh it's basically if you show up with a stock porsche or one that's not in the unstock show um you're on your own for parking usually on the street uh but this time um, we're going to have a corral uh, it's going to be limited uh, what about maybe 60 cars, maybe 60 cars yeah. 60 cars uh, that you'll be able to park inside uh, HRE. 
uh, uh, HRE's their, lot, their, their property line, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, at least then you don't have to park on the street. But there is plenty of parking on the street, and since this is a uh, industrial area, uh, everything's closed on Sunday. So, so you should have plenty uh, of parking. Yeah, if you drive by on a Friday, it's probably going to be pretty busy. But come Sunday, it's going to be a lot of parking. So even if you got to park on the street, it's not the end of the world. It's uh, uh, plenty of space. Uh, but for those who uh, get there early, uh, or you know, Unstock uh, has people coming and going. So uh, volunteers will tell you if there's any uh, empty sp- spots in the uh, corral to park. Uh, but it's a nice uh, improvement over past yeah, socks. Yeah. You know, we 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 always look to improve the event, and I think this little bit will will add, and you'll see stock cars kind of parked to the sides, and all the uh, incredible modified cars throughout the facility and surrounding uh, the food facility. trucks, food trucks, DJ, DJ. Yeah, they've done an open house there, so they know how to put on a show, uh, which was great for us because we're not. Uh, um, blazing any new frontiers and learning the hard way. So um, it, the amount of access, if you've never been to HRE, is really incredible. They're gonna you're gonna be able to walk around the whole place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought they're gonna do tours and you just walk in, kind of like we do here in the, in the office. But no, it's gonna be open there for people just to hang out and hopefully everyone's cool and uh, yeah. And our sponsors, um, you know, I believe uh, Pelican Parts is gonna be bringing a big. Uh, big tent and be selling stuff and uh, we have of course Toyo Tires and um, Princess Cruise Lines will have um, somewhat of a presence and and uh, we'll have a favorite pick of HRE and um, a special special prize for that winner there. A very cool car that I believe will be there at, at minimum is uh, the Carrera GT or one of the Carrera GTs that has the HRE fitment. I believe that they're they're working on bringing oh, yeah. that. So um, that's just one of many, many hundreds of cool cars that are going to be there. So uh, we made it back from San Diego. Well, that was less than a 24-hour trip, a quick turnaround. And uh, Manny didn't rest. He went home from the airport, climbed into a car. Literally. And- <laughs> <laughs> I drove home. And headed north. Uh, switched clothes in my suitcase, uh, threw it in the boxer, and then went back on the road again. Heading up to Ocean City, New Jersey for the uh, Boardwalk Reunion, which unfortunately, and this was not the organizer's fault by any means, uh, Bob and Ellen did a great job organizing. They had sold it out at 425 cars, but Mother Nature this year has not been kind to uh, car shows on the East Coast, at least in, in our area. Um, and it uh, it rained for half the show, at least in the beginning when the cars came. It wasn't, but uh, because of the threat of rain, they only had 275 cars, which quite honestly, I was amazed that many cars showed up with the threat of rain. Absolutely. Especially they had a 52356 uh, pre-A, which I was amazed at. Uh, kudos to that guy for driving it out, even though it was going to rain. Um, my wife uh, got there like two days before to help volunteer, help uh, Bob Ellen and, and their crew. Um, I will tell you this much. If you come, now some people like to board a plane and they... Love the sitting in the back of the plane, and they don't mind that it takes an hour to get off the plane. They they're fine with that. that's cool. I mean, God bless you. I'm not that person. <laughs> you found out you're. Not I want to get I want to get on the off the plane as quick as possible. Not yeah. not in the back. And so uh, Bob had my dear wife said, "Sure, I'll be a, a pace car," and he put us in the last pace car. Yeah. Now, mind you, the other every other boardwalk reunion, I've always been in the front. I made sure when I got there early that I parked in the first row. Because uh, I also don't want to be waiting uh, 45 minutes to leave the boardwalk either. <clears throat> but, yep, 45 minutes <laughs> it took to, uh, to uh, it was a lot of cars. Even I can't it's imagine if it was 420. Yeah, this was only 275. Um, but we were parked re- really, really, really far down the uh, boards. And what I found out was uh, the merchants would get mad if they don't have cars parked in front of their shops. Oh, so they have to. So Bob and Ellen have to do actually like a mathematical um, determination to spread them out, uh, because yeah, the, the merchants will, uh, will will cry foul if uh, the cars don't extend up to their stores, because then people stop walking right when they right. reach the end of the line. Right. So, uh, I mean, that's pretty cool that the merchants uh, yeah. rely so much on the uh, cars. Uh, but from a, uh, it t- felt like it took twenty minutes to get to where all the action was at the yeah. uh, music pier. Um, but like I said, uh, Bob and Ellen put on a great show. Um, uh, and thank you to the volunteers. They had a pretty big crew of volunteers. Yes, as well. uh, very, uh, very uh, 
good crew. I think a lot of them were repeaters, uh, so they knew what they were doing. It takes a lot to corral these cars. Looks e- when it's done right, it looks easy. Mm-hmm. But when it's not done right, that's when you can see when things go uh, downhill. But everything, everybody was lined up yeah. perfectly. Uh, police were very helpful in, uh, in helping get, get the cars out as quick as possible. But obviously, it takes time because once you get to the boardwalk, you're going like two miles an hour. Right. So there's right. only so much you can do. Um, but, yeah, it was yeah, a fun kudos. time. Kudos to the folks that, you know, brave the rain. And it's funny because we always say we drive our cars, you know, in the wet too. They don't melt. But still, some people that have cars that are perfectly clean, you know, they just rather not get them dirty and have to uh, rinse and repeat. But one car that stood out in this video, I, I saw it as well. There was a 996 that was looked like Smyrna green. And obviously that was not a factory color, and I don't think it's a paint-to-sample car. I don't know if it was wrapped, but I thought it looked quite amazing. Did you catch that car? No, and I, Smyrna Green looks uh, great. Oh, and you can't see so it. Here it is, they had, they had here it is on YouTube uh, behind the white Macan. It's a it looks ver- like battleship gray to me. Oh, really, Mister? Uh, yeah, you can't see that green. That it's a very good-looking green. So I'd be I'd be curious for those of you that were there if you know was that car wrapped or was that painted? I would say uh, you know, that's a good question. I was going to say obviously not a stock color, yeah. but at the Pocono Parade, I remember everyone was uh, ooh and eyeing over a uh, new nine nine two. I think um, painted Smyrna green, and next to it was a fifty six, which was yeah. the original color in Smyrna green. And uh, and how cool it looked, and I swear I thought they were pranking me. I kept on saying it's gray, it's not yeah. green, and they're like, no, it's green. Yeah. So this way, it could be it could be jade as well. I can't yeah. tell from the TV, sure. but it's a it's a very cool shade. So if you you know the owner, or if you saw that car, I'd love to know if that's uh, what color it is, and was it a wrap or was it real paint? Um, Damon, you've dropped some videos recently. You want to talk about them? Yeah. So uh, we recently had a video with. Uh, Grant Larson at uh, Rensport Union um, about the GT3R Rensport, which I think in the last podcast I said would be published by the time you heard last week's podcast, but it wasn't. But now it is published. Um, one of our correspondents, Laura Burstein, who if you're watching um, on YouTube, you can see both of them, Grant and Laura, uh, took a walk around, uh, really a deep dive, um, 21 minutes, I think it is. And there were a few nuggets in the video um, that you wouldn't have learned from the press release. And I don't think any other story um, that that was out there, Uh, one of which was the spoiler or rear wing is actually three millimeters narrower each side to six millimeters narrower than on the GT3R. So they're going to have to compensate in other ways. They painted the original model in Riviera blue um without the carbon fiber you know black carbon fiber accents um and grant wants to see somebody buy one of these cars in a solid color so somebody out there one of you 77 please do that uh grant grant his wish Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah very cool car we also had the um the last latest omr was the two 997 targas that i drove um it was a 997.1 targa which is what you're seeing here now if you're watching youtube it was nordic gold um with a six-speed manual um and it was driven back to back with a 997.2 targa 4 uh which was dark blue metallic and had pdk um very long one mile review uh 40 minutes but it's very in-depth i think i drove quite a few more miles than than one uh for each car on this one but well it took you a while to find some curves <laughs> yeah the, and that's the other thing so where, where were we, we were filming this was outside of chicago and in, in indiana um and there just are not many curvy roads and the ones that were were just too busy too many houses too much yeah. stuff yeah so but you know you can still get a pretty good view on on these cars on a road like this but you know one of these days hopefully i'll drive them on a twisty so yeah. And I see um, that you I also released... just mentioned um, our club's president, uh, Aaron uh, yep. Ambrosino, did a uh, video. He interviewed John Church, the team owner of the JDC Miller 963, which ran um, in IMSA this year and uh, just finished at Petit Le Mans with Jensen Button, was one of the extra drivers for that 10-hour enduro. Um, and it's just an interesting look at how a customer team because this is the only customer team at this point i believe in uh, proton too. Program. 
So very cool, short video, short, I mean, a little less than eight minutes, uh, but a good walk around of it. Very good. Yeah, actually, yep. the other comp- customer team, Proton Competition, they uh, podiumed at Petit Le Mans. They got third place, which was the first time for a 963 customer car to podium, which was, uh, I'm sure Penske wasn't happy because <laughs> they didn't podium. Right. But I think it's pretty cool that a customer, uh, a customer-based customer team actually um, got on the podium. Yeah. So I'm excited for, uh, I guess by the time you hear this, uh, I'll be excited for this week's uh, Tech Tactics Live, and it's uh, sort of a round two with uh, Mike Maurer. Yeah, so he's going to come back and go more in-depth on Porsche pricing. And by that, we mean uh, <clears throat> that, you know, we, 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 we've seen on the, uh, on the Internet uh, these uh, just incredible outlandish uh, additional dealer markups. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems that every two-door car, it has a premium priced on it. And for someone who's uh, genuinely looking to buy a Porsche, um, it, it can get a little bit overwhelming as to what you're expected to buy. You know, a lot of dealers are trying to maximize their their profit margins that are charging you for all these extras that uh, uh, that you may think is is it negotiable or not. And Mike's going to shed some light from his twenty uh, some years uh, in the uh, in the industry of what you can expect and and what. Uh, and why they do certain profit margins and why they do uh, some um, additional dealer markups and whatnot. So, yeah, I asked him, I said, can it fill an hour? He said it could fill two hours. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, think about your questions. So obviously, it's live um, uh, on Wednesday, next Wednesday, or the Wednesday if you're listening to this podcast. It's uh, this, this Wednesday from 8 to 9 on East Coast time. It'll be... Um, yeah, last time it's one of our most popular videos of the year. Yeah, so if you have questions, you can put it in the comments of uh, this video, or if you uh, happen to land on the YouTube um, uh, preview uh, icon uh, for the Tech Tactics Live, um, you can put the comment in there, and we'll make sure we'll read them and um, prep prep the show with that. Or just join us for the live show. Oh yeah, join we us have live. a very lively chat area too that uh, you know gets monitored, uh, not by me, by Damon. Yep. Well, before we get into the next section, which is, um, you know, you always uh, say that I am one box away from the show Hoarders uh, coming up to my house. This next one's going to be uh, an, an exciting um, discussion, but I want to make sure and remind people to like, comment, and subscribe. And uh, of course, we talked about last week how we surpassed 80,000 subscribers on YouTube and we're on our way to 100,000. So thank you all for that. And also uh, take uh, advantage of all the email newsletters we have, eBreak News, Mart Fresh News, Performance News. Just head over to pca.org and sign up and they'll get delivered straight to your inbox. All right, so one of, actually not one of, but the most popular video we have ever done on YouTube is the white collection. And uh, when that debuted, Damon, how long ago was that when that video debuted? Uh, that was November 2018. We filmed it in May, late May, early June 2018. So it was like the 31st and the 1st. Yeah. So uh, by far our most popular video. And it is, if you I, haven't. I don't think the owner grants access to many people because I haven't seen a whole lot of stuff from that collection. So. No, I was definitely an insider. He'll, he'll grant access to, um, I think, people he knows, you know, and his friends or fr- maybe friends of the collection. Um, or I'm not sure if he's he's still doing that. But, um, yeah, I believe PCA, um, myself, our photographer for the Panorama article, Nick Berard, and our video crew, which was just two people, um, Will Kayon and his assistant Sam Snellgrove, we were the only people who, who I think have ever been in there with cameras, you know, with permission to film and take photos. Yeah, and I thought um, we we did our we held our end of the bargain and we, you know, kept uh the the owner and and location in confidence and just focused on the collection and the cars and man, when that video dropped, it just went bonkers. So, uh for those of you that don't know, that very same collection is going up for sale through RM Sotheby's. Whoo! Yeah, it's, uh, a lot of people are talking about it. Yeah, um, obviously because so many questions. It's uh, it's a beautiful collection. I mean, uh, 
Johnson, whoever the owner is, he, he knew what he was doing and uh, he collected the best of the best. And and I can I can totally respect it. I know I read all these comments saying what a waste. You know he doesn't drive them and they just sit there. And I don't why I don't know why that triggers people so badly because to me, if he wants to treat it like a piece of art and just display it, who cares? So be it. It's at some point someone else is going to be able to either buy it and use it and uh, do whatever they want with it, and they're going to be given a specimen that's absolutely almost perfect. So. You know, it's uh, it doesn't trigger me. I do sometimes feel like it's a shame that the car isn't doing what it was meant to be. But at the same time, it's you know, if it wasn't for people like this, you wouldn't have perfect oh, examples to reference. Well, you put a thousand miles when you're uh, you're 87 this well, year. Why are you getting personal? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. That's <laughs> no, <because> no. <laughs> and you have uh, what about 10 cars? Can you imagine how many cars like this is? No, and that's what that's what I'm saying is I, I totally respect what they've chosen to do. I can see both sides of it, but it doesn't trigger me. I mean, it's 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 your money. It's whatever you want to do. And if it brings joy to you, then do it however you like. I, it doesn't bother so, me at all yeah. when I see someone who does this with a car. It yeah. doesn't. Yeah. I do have questions, though. Why white? Do we know? You know well, you know, we have some insiders who, uh, who are familiar with the collection, and no one has been able to answer why white. I mean, uh, my first thought when I saw the... Uh, the video was uh, white being the original German racing color mm -hmm. and what yep. uh, factory race cars all come in in white. Uh, I love white. Obviously, I have a Grand Prix white 964. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, no, I don't think there's been an official reason as to why. And did you ever hear, Damon, why it was all so white? So it's possible he told me, but I think that would have stood out. Um, we had... So the owner wasn't there for the video, but we did. He did stop by when we were eating um, dinner that night, uh, the night you know after our first day of filming. And um, I don't really remember him saying that his, white was his favorite color, but white is a really, really common color. Um, I want to say this is uh, something he told me, um, or at least the, the general idea is that you can always pretty much get any Porsche in white. And so you can have a theme, um, you know, and if you start searching for old Porsches that you can't order a, um, you know, a, a new uh, a new car in white, you know, you can always find white cars on the used market and keep uh, with that theme. Well, so, but I will say the Grand Prix white is his favorite white. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll see some cars in there and I forget exactly which ones. I'd probably have to go back and reread my um, article um or watch the video again although i don't think that's addressed but um there are some new cars in there because i think grand prix white was porsche stopped painting that color like 15 20 years ago like that was mid late 90s was the last time but he's had some pts grand prix white new cars you know yeah. in the past 10 well, years the, the target heritage yeah was never offered in white nope, nope. Any, yep. i don't think any kind of white and i'm pretty sure that's an expensive check box <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's not only that but it's also that some of the things like the white brake calipers that were on the 918 that are on the 918 i think it, it is um pretty sure that's the one because that's the only supercar he ordered new um he had to twist porsche's arm to have the brake calipers painted white so here's they the, thing, doing that here's the thing that i've learned is um and i don't think this gets me in trouble but sometimes you know, requests from customers for their Porsches uh, has to be, you know, tested and for longevity. And, you know, if it sits out in the sun, it's going to fade us. So it's got to pass some tests. But in super, 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 super rare cases that they will paint or do something to a car that it may not have passed that test, but it is identified as a car that will be for display purposes only. It's not like something that you would, um, you know, drive and use because they, they kind of want it out. I would, I would assume they want it out that if it wore because the sun became yellow, they're like, Hey, that, that was never done with the intention of it being outside. It was going to be a display car only or something like that. I remember so, when we did the club 60 of club coupe, uh, originally, um, they agreed to have a special color and they were going to run it like a PTS, which wasn't as much testing as a regular color. Mm -hmm. But then someone high up said, you do realize these cars are going to be parked next to each other at yep. a show. And if the blue isn't perfect on every single one, 
then people are going to say what's going on here. Right. So they had to turn around and uh, test it just like a regular uh, mass-produced uh, color, which obviously cost Porsche more than they anticipated. But they were very cognizant of the fact that they didn't want people. They didn't want these things that shows twenty years from now looking mm. different shades of blue. So, do you know Manny or Damon? These cars, um, as they sat in the collection, were they on a routine to be exercised, or were they just bought and yeah, parked? Yeah, you wanna you wanna guess how the, how that was done? I, I would say they. It's they, the easiest solution. I, I think they jack it up and run it. And then go through gears. Yeah, you're and almost just... there. Um, yeah. So if I remember what uh, the caretaker Carl Bauer telling me is that um, they would turn them on and run them inside. And they have just so you know plenty of they, they built the building and, and fitted it with things that would you know, evacuate the exhaust. So oh, all good. Yeah. But they would drive it around in circles inside the because uh, it's a big collection and there's a little pathway but turn it oh, on so they would drive just drive it inside they would never actually yeah. go outside just, just for a, just a little bit you know to get yeah. things moving and yeah so oh, wow we saw a collection like this uh it, it was new porsche it was a lot of mclaren a lot of lamborghini uh but was amazed with the each car had about 100 miles or less mm. and i asked and the owner was there he was quite proud of the collection i asked him did he ever drive these cars and he uh, he looked at me like I was crazy. He said, "Well, no." But what struck me still to this day is every car had like this uh, on the on the seatbelt. You know those things you buy that uh, so it doesn't rub your shoulder. Oh, the pad, like the, the pad. shoulder pad. Yeah, yeah. They had on there like Lamborghini or. Oh, McLaren. please don't say yes. that. Oh and, no. Uh, but I thought to myself, well, if you don't drive the car, why do you even need these seatbelt yeah. pads? You know. Uh-huh. But it just it just struck me so weird that. Uh, that you would get, I can understand that you're gonna not drive it and just put it on display, but to add the seatbelt that wasn't OEM. This really, well, guess, maybe he was just worried like when he hops in to, I, he doesn't want to wear it. Out. Look cool. No, um, please don't say that. It had to. I mean, what other, uh, uh, no, but anyways, uh, yeah, this, uh, the fact that he didn't really drive these cars, yeah, um, I, I should add in there that every once in a while, um, uh, he did tell me a, a couple stories of taking a couple cars out. Uh, every once in a while. So, you know, you, you might have, if you were in the area in Houston, you know, near where the collection is, it's possible you might have seen some of those cars out here and there, but it wasn't a super common occurrence. Yeah. So uh, do we know were there cars that were harder to acquire versus cars that, um, you know, they just built as soon as it was announced? I think... Um, once he so this owner uh, or the seller hasn't been collecting for a super long time mm. um and i apologize if i don't remember exactly you know all, all these timelines but i don't think that the owner has been collecting for more than 10 years definitely oh. not more than 15. wow so this is all like, that in less than 15 years that's amazing yeah so 2018 it's been five years so i would probably say early 2010s i want i want to say so he hasn't had this collection for a super long time, you know, he, he built it pretty quickly. Um, but the, the timeline, building. he's a freaking genius. Yeah. Now yeah. that he's selling it, I can imagine what the return versus what he paid for him oh is. Oh, my uh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that, I mean, he he's going to make money. Or he, oh, yeah. of this. That collection's going to make a profit. Yeah. Um, even though values of Porsches and cars in general have cooled a little bit lately, um, it's still uh, not for the not for the cars that he. So has. I would think yeah, that, not for the cars that, he has. Yeah. I would think the no, I'm not gonna say crappy, but let's say the entry level cars would be the hardest to find because they're the ones that no one thought to take care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he has a car that I would love to have just to have a perfect version of this. And I remember seeing this car. And I don't know if this is the same car or not, but. Is the seventy-seven nine twenty-four Martini edition? Mm, yeah, it has a red interior that that doesn't wear the greatest, and because of sunlight, and everyone knows, red fades out. Um, they had a dash that would crack very easily, uh, and I saw uh, pictures of one at parade where they won the Manhattan Award, and it was absolutely stunning. It was low miles, and I'm wondering if this is the same car. Uh, is that the same car that our past president owned? I think so. Yeah, I can't imagine there's that many Martinis. That are in that, perfect that, condition. Perfect condition, and from what I understand, this collection it had to be almost perfect. He wasn't yeah. buying restoration He's looking for time. Ca- he's looking he, for time. Yeah, he was yeah. only looking for the best of the best of the best. Wow! Um, like like a boxster. I mean, how many how many people 
kept first year boxsters mm -hmm. in that kind of condition. Yeah. You know, it's, or the uh, turbo, the 944 Turbo Cup, still body in white wow. with the uh, fiberglass hood that's a little bit off color. You know, I, I believe something that, like uh, that. I could see someone buying and, and parking, but you yeah. know, the, the base came in, right, Damon? I mean, who, who would? Who would buy a base Cayman and just keep it uh, perfect? It's not right. something right. that you would think the RS maybe, but not the the base. So that's uh, probably more rare, right? It's like a seventy seven nine twenty eight. You know that yeah. one. Finding one in perfect shape is just almost unheard of. All right, can we play a little game? Did you look through the collection and did you pick out your? If if you had an option to buy one of them, which one of them? And and those of you that are listening, take the time to look at the collection, and I would love to see what you've picked out of the collection as your favorite vehicle. Uh, I'm going to let uh, Damon go first. What did you pick? Yeah, so this this is, um, I wanted to not pick this one because there's, in my opinion, there's so much better cars. When I say better, I mean more provenance more historic you know more history to them you know real classics uh, but i picked what i think is a future classic that is already a classic uh, ah. perhaps and that's the 997.2 gt3 rs so that, that is, is a 2000 just so people that that don't know it's a 2011 911 yep. gt3 rs yep so 475 horsepower 3.8 liter you picked the six goat. Speed <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's basically it's a, it's basically the car just a different color that i drove um a little over 10 years ago a press car we had that in a 997 2rs gt2rs oh, so i thought it was a four liter we were looking yeah, at so this looking is just a 38 yeah, Not and either. I like. The it's funny you say just the three eight. It's still an amazing yeah, car, but the big, goat the goat is the four zero. Yeah, yeah, goats four zero. Well, no, 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 no. Let's back up there. I prefer. So I got to drive the three point eight and the four point zero pretty close to each other. Four point zero to me does not. It's not enough to justify the price, and then you'd oh. be scared of driving it anyway. Oh, we, that doesn't matter. Goat doesn't. Goat does not take <laughs> price into consideration. Was Tom yeah. Brady worth what, what he said he was? Who cares? He got Super Bowls. Well, well, I picked this one because it's something that I could park in my garage and look at, but also I could take out, and I know it's one of the you, best cars I've ever driven, bar none. I have a local friend here that has one, and he will be very happy that you chose that car. And understandably, <laughs> that you know a three eight GT three RS is. Is that what Ilko has? Uh, Ilko also has. Yes, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he has a yep. three point eight. Yep. So very cool car. Yep. How about you, Manny? Uh, so yeah, this is a tough one. I was talking to myself. Okay, you can only pick one car in this collection. Um, and before you just, you tell us, there's uh, when you go to the Arm Sotheby site, there's about fifteen pages that you go through and it's not all cars but there's a lot to it choose starts from. off with cars yeah it's, there's a lot to choose it's from it's very well, very i sent an email to arm Sotheby's, but never got back to me uh with some uh, asking just some uh, basic questions anyways um uh yeah i thought about the martini edition like i said i would that would be my, my price range and be able to have something so special um but You'd then i realistic thought, about it yeah yeah but then I thought, well, let's just say I got those winning Powerball numbers. <laughs> um, it would be the, the 964 RSR. And uh -huh. what, what made me, at first I wasn't going to pick this because the ones I've seen are all like X race cars. So they're yeah. stripped interiors. But then I saw the interior and I thought, yep, I could pull this off as a street car. Yes, that's a lot of red. I am so um, surprised that you picked that but, one because that is so much louder than your normal taste. Yeah, but it's an RSR. And uh -huh. it's, it's, it's such a rare car. Yeah. And horsepower wise, it's not that much compared to. I mean, uh, I think a base Cayman has more horsepower than uh, mm. than this car has. But it is the RSR. It is the uh, the goat. The yeah. same car they ran at Le Mans. Um, yeah, that would be oh, very nice. Oh, and that that, that car is like the poster uh, thumbnail. Uh, for our video and uh, yep. and a lot of our social that, that media. That was the panorama cover for November or December 20, whenever the story came out, 2018. The irony would be that I'm colorblind, so I can't see red, yeah. so it's all good. It's super bright. <laughs> a little story uh, about this that I don't think made it into the, um, I don't want to say too much, but just a little background. Uh, there, there are some things that I, I know that the owner or caretaker said, said they didn't really want out, but this car was ordered brand new from Porsche like this. The guy, I believe he was in either Singapore or the Philippines, mm -hmm. the original owner, or that's where he was from. And it was stored, I think, in England for many, many years. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, he bought it new. He, this is what he wanted, a street car with 
you know, or an RSR, but has all the streetcar sort of accoutrements, but you still can't drive it on the street. So, all right. I mean, that is a cool car. I will give it yeah. that. But I see both of your cars, and I will share with you what I chose, which I think is the GOAT, is a 97 GT2. The one nice. of 17 uh, Japanese. Is it a club sport or a regular GT2? There it is. It's a regular GT2. That is a yeah. gorgeous G1997 911 GT2 with the iconic speed lines, the riveted fenders, the iconic tail. 430 horsepower. Whoo. That's yeah. a good looking car. I yeah, think and they drive really well. Although I've driven only a tribute, but a really well done tribute. Yeah. They, uh, and the car looks as new. I mean, yeah. you look at the engine bay, you look at the calipers, you look every. That, that I don't car. think he had any high mileage cars in his collection. No, that was also another thing. They all had to be like relatively no, low mileage. Yeah. Couldn't be high mileage. See, to me, that's just, uh, that's what makes this collection so special is that he kept them in this in this condition and hopefully uh because if people don't keep in these conditions uh we won't have a reference exactly for the future. exactly yeah. it's uh it's great to look back go back and say yeah this is the way it was that's why i love about my 914 it's so original that uh you know seals are still original that i just replaced the vacuum lines after 50 uh -huh. years and then i kept all the old vacuum lines just in case yeah um but yeah that's a that's a beautiful car too it's gonna be interesting how does one collect something like this and then it all goes away then do you go back yeah. to one car <laughs> like what do you fill the warehouse with or i don't know that's uh, yeah as yeah. a hoarder it's it's I, tough for me to think that it'll all of it's going to disappear yeah it'll be interesting to see uh um I, we probably won't find out who buys the collection or, yeah. you know, usually kept very, very, very confidential and they have other people bidding for it. Uh, but if we'll see these now cars the, pop up afterwards. Do you think the cars that are sold from this collection in the future, we'll hear about, oh yeah, this car was part of the white collection. You know, like you, people, like, sure? to, people so. like to reference that. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you at least some of them. Yeah. I yeah, think. But, I mean, and then you have the memorabilia. Oh, which yes. was, uh, <laughs> So I, I went a little crazy on this because I think some of this stuff is within the realm of me bidding. So I'm going to be absolutely glued to uh, to my computer on the day of the auction. And uh, so I pulled up a couple of things to share with you all. They have one of the rare PCA um, anniversary uh Chopard watches, but not just the regular stainless steel one. This is the one of six rose gold Chopards. And um, I remember maybe I shouldn't we, we, be talking about this because now I've just ruined my chances for maybe getting a good oh, deal. You're not going to buy that. That's going to go for like what new? It was fifteen thousand? Was it new? I think or twelve thousand? Yes, yeah, so it was. In the I remember we account. thought we weren't going to sell any, and then that was the first thing we sold. They, out those of, sold out first. Ones. Yep. Um, so also they have this uh, classic um, dealer dealer sign which lights up. I think that's cool, and it looks like it's in perfect condition. Uh, that's the, what the I would, go karts. That <laughs> I would I would go on a die to be able to fit into this, uh, but that's uh, that's probably oh, I bet you. So describe 30, describe 30, describe that for the listeners that aren't watching it on YouTube. It's the uh, it's the nine thirty six the nine thirty six dash or backslash eighty one. This is the one that Porsche would have pulled out of the museum, and uh, they uh, win Lama with. And eight nineteen eighty one had the jewel sponsorship on it. Anyways, this was the junior version of that. So it's a single seater go kart uh, that is uh, way cool. And uh, yeah, I would have loved to have been a kid and had one of these. And I would, like I said, I would lose weight to be able to fit in this thing. <laughs> so for those of you that are watching, watching those of you that bid on this and win, please call us. Porsche <laughs> sold these, and I, I'm I'm going to say this is easy five figure car. Yeah, and here's the thing. We've seen them all, but they are all in. They've been ran. This thing is pristine. Just yeah. look at the knobbies on the tires. I mean, like, where does one find one so incredibly clean? I've never seen that. That it's basically quality. this car or a really nice Boxster. All right, the next one is uh, uh, Jim Hemig is gonna go Gaga, and we'll probably have to throw in some bids here. And this is the Bike FS Evolution, um, a full suspension bike in speed yellow. Uh, with carbon fiber uh, pieces on it again a what's pristine... something like that worth 
Um, I would say in the condition that it's in, that will probably do eight to 10, I would say. And it's still, you can literally see the, the tag hanging off of the, uh, the seat. So this is probably a never been ridden, completely original uh, specimen, no wear marks. I mean, you look at the seat, it's in perfect condition. It has all the reflectors, uh, probably went from dealership to uh, an owner's um, collection and then and in this collection. Kind of like the bike I own, only ridden <laughs> once. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I feel guilty riding that. That's the yeah. yellow, man. That's it's awesome. And, and that's not the only, like I only picked this bike because that's a the one that I want. Um, but there are other Porsche bikes in the collection that you can bid on. Next is something that I've never seen in red. I've only seen them in blue. blue yeah. Which is what was the, the red for? I don't know. So this so this is the two one two ski bob, and it's something it 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 all, it all collapses and, and self contains into the body. I think it was like in a trunk of a car very easily. Yes, yes. And there's there's uh, the the ski that you're that's under you. There's a ski that's part of the steering, but then also for your feet there are skis that are inside the box. So there's actually four skis that are touching the ground as you go down the hill. And um, if someone has one of those, I would love to do a one hill review. I used to see the uh, <laughs> those all the time at like the Hershey swap meet, the blue one. Yeah. And uh, I've never they seen look a well used one. and I yeah. never, never thought to buy one. Yeah. I, well, there was one at last, um, the Hershey from earlier this year, and I came very close to buying it. But um, what were they asking for? Uh, I think they sold it for like eleven hundred, but it was well used. And so, anyways, the, this other, this next one here, I have never seen before, and I love the retro look. It's the Porsche Junior sled in what looks to be not speed yellow, but it's yellow, and it's got a very cool um, checker pattern, and it's got steel runners underneath of it. Again, could you imagine as a kid? Your parents came home and you know put that under the Christmas tree, or somehow you got that. That's I've never seen that before. It's so cool! It looks like it's a fiberglass uh, sled. I was gonna say it looks like nine seventeen fiberglass on it. Yeah, very cool. It looks like it's been used, so I wouldn't feel that. That that's uh, not a junior sled. That's a Damon sled. That's that's I got that's got very cool patina. Um, the the next item is something that I think is uh, reasonable and, and not really a, a stretch, but something that. A lot of people that have four-spoke uh, 996 steering wheels or they have uh, four-spoke Boxster wheels that they want to upgrade to a three-spoke in this collection, they have a perfect three-spoke 996 steering wheel. And you know that'll go for, eh, if people don't go crazy, I would with say- With or maybe, without airbag? With airbag. How much do you think that'll go for? Perfect. It looks uh, perfect. I don't know, 1500 Perfect. Uh, I would say probably about $1,000. A thousand dollars. It looks. That's pretty. not like horrible. Well, yeah, it's not perfect. Perfect. It's expensive, but, but still. It looks, yeah. Do you display that, or you actually put it in your car? No, no. I think that's like something you buy and it actually is usable. Uh, I would definitely put that in a car for sure. Okay. Yep. And then uh, the last one, uh, you know, is probably more reminiscent of my childhood. And again, I did not know that they made this, so now I am going to be on a quest to find one if i don't actually win the bid for this one and that is the skatester how I cool never what? seen how that. cool a, is that's that a porsche design product a porsche design skateboard wow, never seen that called the skatester come on i don't think they even that's had that nice. on display is that, wood, at porsche design. Is that like is it porsche, composite porsche design sports no i bet you it's wood um yeah. i'd be interested to see if what manufacturer made the trucks for that if it's like something they they uh, had uh, like independent or going trucks make it but um i would love to see that in person too so don't bid against me let me uh let me take that one home please so i think uh <laughs> one of the questions i asked was is it going to be held uh, is the auction going to be held at the white collection uh, because it doesn't say, I couldn't find anything on RM that said where the auction is going to be, mm. other than they're selling general admission tickets. Um, so uh, hopefully, uh, maybe we can put in the comments if I get a word back from RM where it's going to be held at. Obviously, you're going to be able to bid online too. How, what do you think about if if we can find cheap enough Southwest flights to be, or maybe if we can get sponsored to actually go to the auction? I would love it. to. I would. Then I would walk. love if the owner was there because I would love to ask him as a fellow collector, 
like uh, the story behind somebody's uh, purchases, where he got them from. Because yeah. that's half the fun to me is hearing the story of how you got a certain car or a certain piece of memorabilia. What's the, what's the date of the auction? December 4th, I, I think? think December 1st first and 2nd. Second. Second. Yeah. First, December 1st and 2nd? Uh, December 1st and 2nd, yeah. Timeline-wise, we could possibly make that happen. So RM Sotheby's, if you're listening, we'd love to come down and cover it all. Um, hmm. Yeah. We'll right. just leave that there. All right, so let's get into the news that you've chosen for this week. And uh, I actually wore the, a shirt yesterday that said... Uh, save the manuals and today we're talking about how porsche remains committed to the manual transmission at least for this model run uh they're saying that yes they're going to stay committed to the uh to the manual i was surprised how many other manufacturers are not make and one of them was why volkswagen are, why are you surprised come on people I, I, don't want to buy it because you think of like i was talking to anthony and member services and he didn't even know that volkswagen by 2025 won't have a manual there option. is there is an expiration date on manual transmissions, I said, my wow, friend. Wow, I said that means uh, soon we're going to have a generation of people who don't know how to drive. We already have that. We do, but it's still something you can go out and learn. I mean, we. It's just, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a little. Uh, shocking. It's sad. Yeah. It's it's shocking. It's not shocking to me. People aren't buying them, but it is sad because, you know, there there will be a time when people don't know the romance of actually pushing in a clutch, matching it perfectly with the shift well, and gas. What's funny is I learned on a, I learned to drive a motorcycle and change gears first. Mm -hmm. And then when uh, I got the chance to learn stick shift in a car, when it was explained to me, it was so much easier to understand because what I had been doing with my feet and hands, mm -hmm. now I was just strictly doing my hands, but it wasn't that big of a, uh, I think I learned it within a half hour mm. how to do it in a car. That brings a very interesting observation. How come motorcycles haven't followed the same trend of making more of a just a twist a throttle and go? So I assume they're doing it cars for emission purposes, emissions or maybe even sound. Uh, it's something to do uh, because normally uh, for for the longest time it was actually got better emissions, better gas mileage with the mm -hmm. manual. Right. But I think with the way computers are now and injection, they can actually program it to where it's. Uh, uh, more effective for um, an mm. automatic. If there's anyone listening that's you know in tune with the motorcycle side, uh, I'd be curious why why it isn't. You know why isn't there like a PDK uh, for motorcycles? Or maybe because it, you just can't fit something like that on on a chassis of a motorcycle. And, and wait, tuned, and wait. PDKs. I mean, automatic transmissions are always heavier. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Maybe that that's probably a very simple question of space but uh, maybe it'll transition when they go all electric when they all need a transmission that's so. true like the li the harley davidson live wire and some of these newer um electric motorcycles they are just twist and go there yeah. there's no transmission to deal with hmm interesting all right next one um uh, has to do with tycon sales yeah they're they're up um in case uh, i heard some people saying oh the interest in tycons have waned and whatnot uh, not true um, they were actually, uh, um, they're doing very well. Uh, they're not uh, struggling or whatever people, uh, I just heard talk about it on forums and uh, different social media. Um, yeah, the Taycan is uh, still an integral part of, uh, of Porsche's lineup. And Porsche overall, the other news article was talking about how, how much uh, uh, Porsche has, uh, how well Porsche has done in sales. Mm. Uh, but the Taycan is still very much... Um, and interest and i think you know i got to give kudos to porsche you know for an electric car to carry over you know the trademarks and the traditions of all the ice cars that that they've produced you know you you, you feel that when you sit in it and when mm -hmm. you when when like the the distance of things where you're reaching for the feel of the ride the the experience is still very close to what Porsches is all about. Um, I did read earlier today, uh, I forget which US manufacturer, but they are actually um, holding off like full conversion of their manufacturing facility for EVs because they feel EV demand um, is not as high as they originally anticipated, which is as, interesting. As much as I, I would hate doing this, I'd hate to, uh, I mean, t if you're looking for an electric car, a Tesla is like your best choice. Oh, I think Tesla simply are, because their yeah. charging network, charging is, network is yeah. so good, and that you can go cross country and not uh, not stress about it. Um, 
Yeah, but you know, I think it comes down to where you live. Like if you have the ability to charge at home, then and you don't drive your car cross country, you're yeah, just going if to you're work. Yeah, you're just doing it for yeah. that. But I think people people may not necessarily want two cars, one for a long trip, one for uh uh local commuting. Yeah. If that's you true. have that uh if you have that uh that luxury. Wherewithal, yeah, yeah, then sure. Um, yeah. for me an electric car would be great cuz I would use it just for commuting mm-hmm. back and forth uh to home and then use the gas car for long trips, mm-hmm. but but if you wanted to take the uh, electric car, uh, that's one thing that all, not just Porsche, but everyone except Tesla has to work on mm-hmm. or, or lean on is the charging network. Yeah. And not the infrastructure so much uh, as getting electricity to it, but just the charging. Is, is, I hear so many nightmare stories about uh, people showing up at these charging stations and half of them not working. Not work, yeah. You know, it's just uh, not... Not a good sign. It's not know. as easy as stopping at and getting a full tank of gas. Like no, that's where they need to get. Exactly. It. They need to make it that. You, you pull into the gas station, the pumps all have a little uh, yellow uh, bag over top, but you just drive usually across right. the street to the well, next it, gas well, station. Well, that's that's a great uh, scenario. Is imagine going to your gas station and having. You know, fifty percent of the gas pumps with that yellow cover over the handle, you'd be pissed. And but not only that, <laughs> but you would probably sit there for a while saying, "Why doesn't it uh, the the, the uh, pumps in the hole? Why doesn't it pour gas?" And you're uh-huh. sitting there arguing uh, with somebody on the phone. It, it's it's not not a good uh, way to start off a, a new type of technology. So, anyways, Taycan sales doing well uh, for people, I guess, who are charging at home and uh, don't care about long trips with them. You had another, uh, also along with sales, um, a DuPont registry article. That was about, did you look at it? I didn't. Why don't you look at these articles that I spend time <laughs> cultivating? I was, trying, I was making a smooth transition for you. I was making a smooth transition well, for you. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, in case you had, since you didn't read it, uh, Porsche had a phenomenal third quarter. Um, they, uh, there's no surprise that Macan is their top seller. Um, the, uh, then followed by the Cayenne and then the uh, the sports cars. But every segment was up. And surprisingly, everywhere it's up except China. China is where the sales mm. were like down. Interesting. Not to expect it. Uh, uh, yeah, and that's uh, really the economy right now. Yeah. But everywhere else in the world, uh, Porsche is doing uh, incredibly well in sales. And in the U.S., um, yeah, it's... When Timo comes in as CEO, he's coming into a very good, uh, very good ship, and and you know I, I almost uh, I think I said this to somebody uh, when Kel left. I said it would almost be the CEO's. Uh, you'd have to really do something stupid to screw this momentum <laughs> up. You know, it's, it's you did not just say that. <laughs> I did. I mean, think about well, it. Think <laughs> about this: they didn't have a CEO for their best quarter ever. No, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, uh, I'll give Joe Lawrence credit then. Yeah. Joe's doing a great job as yeah. COO. Um, no, it's uh, they've got the right product. Um, they're they're selling. Uh, they're not discounting. So um, I think everyone yeah. and, uh, and should and be happy. A, and as a car club, we are very fortunate that the manufacturer that we covet is doing really well. Because if they do well, then guess what? We do well <laughs> as well. Yeah. Um, so we're very thankful for that. Um, we talked about events earlier, such as uh, Unstock again registration is open for our November 12th event, so be sure you're registered for that. Uh, we also have back uh, in the West, Tech Tactics West in Eastvale, California at the Porsche Training Center. The event is November 18th and 19th. You only have to register for Saturday or Sunday. It's the same um, curriculum both days, so you have the option of Saturday or Sunday, and we'll definitely have some uh, amazing guest speakers. And uh, we already have uh, confirmed. Um, we have uh, a gentleman coming from Atlanta uh, to talk about bodywork. Now, you may think, how exciting is that? Is, is that Mr. Kukaveka? Yes. Thank oh. you for pronouncing his name correctly. He's awesome. Um, I heard him in parade, and wow! I, first thing I thought was, we definitely got to record this. Yeah. To get it out to the greater membership, uh, but if you can make it live, he is just. <laughs> what I learned was if I have a newer Porsche, I either want it totaled if somebody hits me <laughs> because, oh, my God. Yeah. Or I, I'm definitely going to get a certified Porsche repair shop to fix this car because it is not like the old cars of the 80s where, it where was, it's the same material used throughout yep, the car. Yep. These cars are so complicated now. And he, and he talks about how the different structures of the car are put together, how they're bonded, how they, they train uh, their technicians to uh, repair 
and, and how um, you know if you, if you see how to spot a car that's been repaired properly mm-hmm. because you hear a body shop say yeah I can make it look like it was never an accident and you don't want that because there's areas of the car that you can't get to now that the car's been built so the Porsche makes these special braces and they only sell it to authorized Porsche repair shops um, and so if the car has been fixed by an outside place it hasn't been fixed right and by that mm-hmm. meeting if the car's in an accident again it's not going to do the same type of uh, uh, saving you, if you will, as the original uh, build of the car. So anyways, it, I found the whole um, hour incredibly enlightening uh, and learning and stuff. So I, I wanted to bring him to West Coast, and he's uh, agreed to come out. And we've got other people that Kathy, uh, Kathy Lee, our Porsche Cars North America contact, is working hard on getting. So it should be a fun uh yeah, Fun and, day of tech. And if you've never been to Tech Taxes before, you're actually sitting uh, right in front of the guest speakers. You're listening to what they have to present, but also you get to interact with them during the presentation. And as well as when, you know, in between sessions, they stick around uh, for the whole day and you can have side conversations with them. We're working and, on Michael Tam. He oh. said he had nothing new to present. I'm like, Michael, it doesn't matter what you talk about. <laughs> Just come, Michael. I asked him, come talk about the ST. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know what the ST is and what the purpose of it in this world. Um, so hopefully we get uh, It's Michael. so funny because the stuff in his head seems so like mundane. But when he shares it with us, we're like, well, we didn't know that. Like, he has well, all I told him, I said, stuff you heard of like two months ago doesn't mean we all heard it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think it's old news. Michael, We've if never you're listening. It. Please come. We'd love to have you. Michael or Abe. Either one. Both of them together. We'll take them. Uh, Together would be even better. Uh, Let's see. So sign up for Tech Tactics West. And also, we still have a few rooms left for Treffin at Sea. Uh, Actually, when we went out for the HRE uh, site visit, we went to visit the ship that is a sister ship to the one that will be on December 9th. And um, it's, a, it's a newer version of the ship that we were on last year. Beautiful, um, you know, everything you would expect in a, a fairly new ship. And uh, like I said, a few rooms left. Hope to see many of you there. I think we're definitely approaching 800 uh, folks uh, at sea together. And we've got an, a great agenda. It and- might just be me, but when I was on a ship, uh-huh. I didn't see that many lifeboats to match the <laughs> amount of people on the show. I'm just saying. They, they are they're stealth. They're Manny, stealth. Uh-huh. it won't sink. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Did Captain Titanic. Titanic. So, 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 so I do, I do want to share with you just some of the presentations that will be on Treffin at Sea. So we have what's called Open Mic with uh, Nathan Murs. So people that come to the seminar can just throw questions at him, and he will uh, just talk about uh, whatever you, you like. We have Ramsey Potts. He can talk about selling water-damaged Porsches. <laughs> oh, <laughs> too close, too close, too soon. Uh, Ramsey Potts with uh, um, Haggerty's data and a market update. We've got Kelly Telfer uh, showing people how to paint Porsches. Uh, we have Rod Emery, and uh, the title is going to be From Outlaw to Rensport, the Emery Story. So that'll be very cool. We also have Lee Giannoni from Mecham talking about the future of your Porsche, meaning what happens when you're gone. Do you have your family sell it? Do you gift it to someone? Like the estate planning around it and all that. And it's, Put uh, your ashes in it and get it buried. <laughs> so a lot of... A lot of cool seminars that will be happening. So, again, if you're uh, available December 9th, I'd love to see you on board with us. Wouldn't mind giving a a plug to um, Nathan Murr's next video, which um, I've watched. It's an hour and 55 minutes. Uh, If you want to know anything about the 993, Mm. um, this is your video. I got 20 minutes to go. But pay attention next couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be, I think, our holiday gift to PCA members. This almost two-hour-long uh, yeah. need to know about 993s. Yes, it, um, it still doesn't cover everything because there's so many special editions. But uh, it's a very thorough video. Like I got 20 minutes left on the video. Um, I, I learned a lot, uh, little, little, little things that you uh, never thought about, uh, uh, like how to tell the difference with the uh, the bumpers mm. on some of the models and the texture and for a uh, Porsche geek it's perfect for a casual observer of 911s meh, maybe not so much but it's yeah. uh, you can win a tech quiz by the time you're done uh, watching this video <laughs> exactly. if you're in the market you must watch this video exactly 
Yeah. I'll make it easy for you. Just buy a 911 Carrera S98 and call it a day, and you'll have the best of the best. <laughs> you're giving um, away. You're giving away the story. I don't think he agrees with that necessarily, because yeah, yeah. uh, but uh, that's the that's the goat of that uh, of that era. Um, I also wanted to mention. I know I didn't give Robert this link because it just came through. New rumor. For the longest time, we remember we were on the Formula One watch, mm-hmm. and then uh, Red Bull kind of squashed it and said it was all done. But now uh, surface, rumors have surfaced again that Porsche may take over the Audi effort. Mm-hmm. I've been hearing this as well. Probably yeah, the same I read story. that as well. So uh, yeah. evidently the new Audi CEO, not a Formula One fan. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone want to buy? Want to buy? Want to buy? So, uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see if uh, AlphaTauri uh, becomes Porsche. Yeah. Or, yeah. or Adderall, Adderall take it over. But yeah. again, I go back to your comments that it makes you nervous because uh, competing oh, yeah. at the F1 level is uh, is a well. Is you a can big see task. with the 963 how much they struggle. Um, uh, not because uh, they they're not competent; it's simply because there's other makes and manufacturers, and uh, they have to play by the rules. And just so many things that um, you know, it's not going to be instant success. And uh, you know, unfortunately, the public's. Um, uh, temperance for something like this is very limited and they're going to want to see porsche at the top immediately and mm. hell it, it, look at ferrari how much they struggle and yeah. this is ferrari who's been in it since day one um but it'll be interesting to watch now that the rumor mills back up again uh to see what happens with uh with porsche all right well we're at the top of the hour and i want to thank everyone for listening if you aren't currently a pca member and you own a porsche grab that vin and head over to pci.org and we'll set you up if you are looking for a porsche we have the test drive program again just head over to pca.org and uh, we'll give you access to some resources and that way you make sure you get the right porsche in your driveway remember to follow our podcast instagram page to see behind the scenes photos porsche club insider all one word uh send us a message or email at podcast at pca.org and of course comment we love seeing the comments on uh the youtube and uh, you know we read them we follow up with them uh we asked you a couple questions on today's episode and love to see your responses until next time stay safe and we'll catch you down the road